Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. All right, everyone, welcome to our emergency podcast recording. Uh, Obviously, a huge 24 hours for Australian cricket. For those watching on YouTube or Twitter, hello, welcome. For those listening, of course, I'm Menas. I'm joined by Jaleesa, um, who's looking better than ever. Hi, Jaleesa, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm um, on the toilet. That's why you can't see me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) and paul dennett's there paul how are you okay good it's a joke guys (laughs) yeah we're laughing we're laughing hi guys hello really concerned i think it might have been a lag there might have been a lag (laughs) it was the wrong time for the lag to come after your joke uh well what what a classic lag yeah, classic technology. Now, everyone, we've got some viewers watching. Um, so, look, let's get into it. Firstly, uh, this afternoon, the chairman of the board, Richard Freudenstein, and Nick Hockley held a press conference to answer some of the vexing questions coming out of this whole pain issue. Jaleesa was on the call. She grilled. She bloody grilled the chairman, to, you know, saying, uh, well, Jaleesa, you go. You, you were the one doing it. Was I that mean? I didn't, I didn't realize. You're pretty fired up. Uh, well, I just, I think, well, the, my main line of questioning was, um, and I don't assume that we've got the audio, but um, my main line of questioning was just that why was this okay for three years, but now it's not. And the the frustrating thing that I think is that it feels like a bit of a smother job to everyone that they just thought they could get away with um, pushing this under the rug for this long until it came out in the media. So that was basically what my question was. Well, 
if it's not appropriate for him to be captain now, why was it appropriate for him to be captain for three years? And if you found that he did nothing wrong back then, then why suddenly do you think that he's done something wrong now? And basically um, the answer was that, well, if we could go back to 2018, things would, we'd, we'd change, you know, we maybe wouldn't make the same decision, blah, blah, blah. But again, I sort of said, well, yeah, okay, you're not, you're not making the same decision back then, but you've had all of this time and you haven't acted on it until it came out in the media. So basically, why didn't you just back him? If you, if you were backing him all that time, why didn't you back him? Then um, there was a lot of sidestepping of that question and various other questions um, during the whole press conference. One question I thought was very interesting that was asked was, well, there was a crossover of board members that did know about it and are still there. So, you know, do they need to explain themselves? So it was, I have to say, all in all, I thought it was a little bit of a cluster of a, of a press conference because I think it's just a cluster of a situation. It, it just makes Cricket Australia look, again, a bit silly when you're only de- dealing with issues when they come out. Now, some just key facts to come out of the press conference. So you're right, Julissa. They had this one line they kept saying that they, they couldn't speak about the process back in 2018, basically, because both both of them weren't involved in it. But then the chairman of the board said he was briefly made aware of the matter when he he entered the board two years ago. So he's known about it for two years, but he he was told it was the issue was resolved. Uh, Nick Hockley said he was briefed, I think, when he took over the role and he was told the matter was resolved. But then he got the full file last Wednesday, Hockley said. So until then, he didn't know all the details of um, the inquiry. And they basically said they wouldn't have made the same decision. Go on. I I just, why on earth not? Why why didn't you, weren't you aware of the fully, like if I'm part of that organisation and I hear a little rumour, I'm like, oh, hang on a sec. I want to know what what just happened, what happened there, even if I wasn't around at the time. I, I want to know in depth, hang on a minute, we're talking about our Australian captain. Well, what was cleared? Was it satisfactory? Because if you're saying, you're claiming right now that that decision might be different now, but you're not wanting to know the details after the decision was made after you've come through, I, I'm just really confused about that. Was it implicit in what they said that they have actually not backed pain at the moment? Because... I would have thought the, the 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 glib answer, if that's the right word, to your question from them would have been, we haven't stopped backing him. He himself has come to the decision to stand down. So the fact that they didn't say that, does that imply or is it actually known that he sort of went to them and, and said, will you back me? And they said no, and therefore that's why he's fallen on his sword? Well, was- that's an interesting question because someone else actually asked, well, mm. if he wanted to keep going would he be allowed to keep going? And they wouldn't answer that. They said, oh, that's a hypothetical. Well, yeah, it is a hypothetical because we're all wondering what's going on here. <laughs> no, but, but they did uh, implicitly say that there were discussions and Payne came to the decision to quit. And that was yeah, their line. Yeah, came to the decision. Came to the decision with what? Yeah, like, but I'm just answering Paul's come, question. Come to this decision. You know what I mean? Like, come to the decision. Like, you know, it, it's not, it wasn't, I thought that that answer of saying, well, that's a hypothetical was such a cop-out because, well, did you, do you back him or not? Like, where, where are you going mm. with this? So you, you've got to, got to, you know, foot in each side at the moment. 
But but I do think it's difficult for Hockley and Freudenstein because, you know, so they're basically saying that it was handled badly originally. But what can, you know, when you take over a job, you can't go over and then, you know, look over every decision that's been made and then uh, correct them. I mean, I think that's uh, asking too much of any leader. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they've just been handed a poison chalice with this one. But that's fine. If you can't if you can't go over every decision and you felt that was unnecessary, you felt like the decision was right at the time, then back yourself now. It's it is so hypocritical to then come out now just when it comes out in the media and then say you you know, then take this action and then have to deal with it. It just looks weak. If you knew at the time, I'm sorry, if you hear Australian captain sexting scandal I am a head of an organisation. I want to know what that was. Was it handled appropriately? What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair enough point from from Jaleesa that if um, you'd like to think that if someone had come on board an organisation and there was this issue, as Jaleesa said, such a serious issue, that you would want to be um, fully briefed on it and... Even if you then decided not to do anything, I suppose that's a little bit different from saying I was dimly aware of it, but I, I chose not to seek out any information until this current issue arose. Um, I, I suppose it's human nature, though, that you, you kind of... Um, it would take quite a lot, I think, to come on board and try to um, revisit an old issue like this that um, there's not much to gain from it, you would have thought at the time. So I can see why people... I can see why they did what they did. I think there's a lot to gain, though, in terms of like, okay, if you can't come on and then you go, what they are saying, and I don't necessarily agree or disagree with this, but what they are saying is the, that perhaps if we had the time again in 2018, a different decision would have been made. Well, if that's the case, when you find out about it, a different decision needs to be made. And whether you could have protected everyone's privacy and identity and whatever, and just said, you know, Tim's stepping down for family reasons. He's stepping down for whatever reason. But, you know, you didn't have to go into it and bring everyone, innocent parties into it. But you can't then, I think, when it comes out in the media years later, then take this stand on it. I just think it's so hypocritical. Yeah, I disagree. I think, uh, you know, it was handled badly at the time. Uh, you know, it was probably naive to think this would go away, um, but that's Completely probably what right. everybody at Cricket Australia was hoping. And, you know, they probably thought, well, we'll you know, I mean, realistically, that if this would have come out in three or four months' time, Payne will be retired then and they would have got away with it. So uh, I don't think it's hypocritical. I just think this is another instance of Cricket Australia fluffing their responsibilities. This matter was fluffed at the time. It goes back to many crises that they think they can... Um, just sweep under the carpet and I'll go away. When will they learn? I mean, no, that, everything comes point. out. That That's my exact point. Everything comes out. So you should have handled it at the time. You shouldn't have turned a blind eye if you thought the wrong decision oh, I agree, was made. absolutely. He if, shouldn't have been if, made captain. And maybe the right decision was made. Maybe he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, you know, I think probably, you know, obviously sending pictures that are not wanted is the wrong thing to do if that's come, you know, without any, um, without, you know, being asked or whatever. But if if he hasn't done the wrong thing, this is also a massive blunder because you're then punishing him now when you already cleared him. No, but then if I you disagree. say that, that he shouldn't have been made captain, 
uh, unless something's changed in the last few hours. I thought that the established facts were that they didn't know until after he had been made captain. No, they yeah, didn't but know. perhaps when it came out, he should have been stripped to the captaincy. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's different yeah. from he shouldn't have been made captain. But yeah. I think... No, I, I, they didn't know when they made him captain. Yeah. But the question of should they have then stripped him, either the original um, executives in June 2018 when they found out or this current crop of executives when they took control, should they have investigated further and then stripped him of the uh, of the captaincy then? Or, as you say, Jaleesa, come full strong and, and back him now. I suppose the difficult thing is for any executive in either of those positions, whether it's in June 2018 or when the, the current crop took over, they would probably say, if you're looking at it purely from a brand damage point of view, that bringing it all upon themselves then. I, I don't know that they really could have been able to say he's stepping down for family reasons and kept it hush-hush, and that would still have then opened them up to the prospect of it coming out like it has done now, and then they'd be in the same situation. In other words, the damage that it, they would have perceived that it would have done at the time, they probably would have thought, well, if it ultimately does come out, it's probably not going to do much more damage um, than, it do than it does if we're open and honest about it now, which is probably partially true, I think. And I think that it's a... It's, you know, it, it's the sort of pragmatic, um, messy decision that probably most board members would make. Okay, but so then do you have a, a board that goes, all right, we've got an Australian captain here who has sent an explicit picture to a woman who's saying she did not want that picture, but it's bad for our brand to bring this up now. So we'll just hope that it goes away. Well, that's what they did. And I think that's what, I, I'm not saying it's the right thing. But I think it's what most executives and most boards probably would have done. So, I think we've got a bit of um. I'll just mute it for a sec. Jaleesa's uh, internet's dropping out, I think, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just, but well, I'll give Jaleesa's internet a sec to catch up. Paul, the only thing, maybe I guess why we've got a sec, um, you know, you and I recorded an episode straight after, um, and now Jaleesa's dropped off. Uh, you and I recorded an episode sort of when the news was fresh yesterday, and we've since deleted it. But, you know, a lot of people listen to it. Is there anything you just wanted to clarify? Yeah, I mean, I, I deleted it. It, was, it wasn't Menas who deleted it, it was me, because... We'd gone live so quickly straight after it that I actually kind of, on two issues, had sort of got the facts wrong. I hadn't realised that the complaints had actually come from the recipient of the message. I thought that the um, that the whole incident had come had been discovered sort of incidentally to that with it with, with another complaint. And also, the the question of um, whether it was uh, completely. Uh, consensual. I hadn't realised that she had said it had been unwelcome in the in the press, and so oh, I think that what we said, what, what I what you said in that episode was completely uh, correct and same as you're saying today. But I think that I would have spoken a bit differently had I been aware of those two facts. And so I just thought, ah, uh, it is a fairly sensitive issue. I didn't think I said anything particularly wrong, but I just thought I'd rather um, scrap it. That uh, given that I was speaking from um, a couple of untruths, I thought it was best to. Uh, get a fresh slate and um here we are excellent um jaleesa has been bouncing in and out hopefully our internet comes back um so you know sort of a, a lot to reflect on overnight um from you know Payne's tearful exit any sort of um you know reflections in the 24 hours after paul well um i i think obviously it, it's a 
there are no winners. It's a very sad situation. And again, the, the, I think that the scenes today of him walking out of the uh, the Hobart ground with the, the paparazzi <laughs> were taking photos of him and he looked like he had a very sort of clenched jaw and a very um, strained face and you know, clearly not enjoying the scrutiny. And people would say, well, he's obviously brought it on himself, and he has. Um, he, you know, the, the notion of putting Australian test captain and dick pick in the same sentence doesn't really sit well. So um, it was probably, you know, definitely a, a massive error of judgment. I, I also do um, see the, the, divergent, the divergent views being expressed in the media of, on the one hand, those saying, um, he's being held to a standard that politicians tend not to be and that um, he has been paid the ultimate price as far as his captaincy is concerned for something that is on the, the lower end of the scale. But you also see um, the other end of it, people saying, well, um, th this was a, a picture that was sent to um, a party who was not welcoming of it, uh, didn't want it and um, was, was upset by it. And that is... Um, you know, once you factor that in, then you really shouldn't have much sympathy for him. So I, I certainly can see um, uh, both sides of, of, of that viewpoint. And uh, as I said, there's, there's there's no winners in this situation. I think the timeline is that he, he – was he sending these photos when he was just about to make his return to the test side after such a long absence? I think um, the morning of the test match, of the first test. Yeah. You know, that, you know, that was when he was, you know, about to – yeah, break back into the side. Um, I also, one of our listeners, Stephen Vag, was doing some digging, and uh, Tim Payne's actually made history. He's the first Australian captain to have to retire or resign due to a kind of sex scandal. There's been various other reasons through history of why captains have left the role, but never a sexting scandal. So uh, Tim Payne, you know, an unwanted slice of history. And I'm just stunned that, that you know, the the man that was sort of, um, seen as a, a cultural driver, a leader on and off the field, that this was kind of in the background. I mean, Andrew Wu, who's, you know, an exceptional writer for the Channel 9 stable, writes that it was widely known in the game. So, you know, that is another stain on this, the 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 um the whole cultural review, you know, the whole time they've had this duplicitous thing um, hanging over them. It, it is, um it's it's sort of... I don't know, it makes everything seem a bit hollow. I wonder whether more will come out in the coming days that presumably some of the best journalists are speaking to all of the people who were on the board at that time and getting the the, the backstory of what was discussed because it would have been um, quite a bombshell if, as I understand it, it was June 2018 when this became known to the, the powers of Cricket Australia. This was after the March... Sandpaper Gate incident, so they'd appointed Payne as captain. He captained Australia for one test match and was then on that tour of England, that five-ball, five-one-day game forgettable uh, tour of England where we got hammered um, and sort of at the very beginning of trying to rebuild the Australian cricket team's image. So to suddenly have this come across their desk, you would have thought that the conversations they must have had would have been um, pretty heated and controversial. The fact that, gosh, this is potentially just another massive um, black mark against cricket. If we are now going to have to um, sack the captain that we've appointed, it's it's going to be uh, even worse than we've already, the situation we're already in. 
And obviously they made the decision um, to do nothing. Um, uh, you know, there was a couple of investigations as well. Presumably they were at some level of arm's length. But it will be interesting if some of the journalists can track down people who were in that meeting who might be willing to be very candid about what occurred and why it occurred. Yeah, spot on. Um, can't wait to see some of that stuff come out because it is, um, yeah, it's yeah, there's a lot of questions still to be answered. And look, the the press conference today with Hockley and Freudenstein, they were washing their hands, basically saying, and we disagree with how it was handled. Now, yes, there are a lot of questions in the comments, and as is the um, the method for these live broadcasts, we'll finish our little sort of chat, what we've got lined up, and then we'll go through all the questions if they haven't already been answered. So just pop them in the con- comments. Thanks, everybody who's watching. Now, look. When we spoke yesterday, I, I was very firm that I thought it, Tim Payne's time is now over in the Australian test side. You were a little bit more um, moderate on that. Has you, has your thing changed? Because I noticed talk, George Bailey was seen talking to Tim Payne in a grade ground in Hobart. I wonder if George Bailey was delivering the, the death knell, saying, well, we won't be needing you up in Brisbane. Maybe, maybe you're saying, you know, you need to get crouched a bit lower to the spinners when the ball's drifting in, stay down low. No, um, I, I think that um, I was uh, partially very strong on him staying in the side because, as I said earlier, I was under the misapprehension that it wasn't quite as serious an incident as it was. Now, yeah, it's one of these things where um, I, I don't know which way it's going to go. I, I can certainly see um it being very very plausible that this is the end of his test career um uh, i'm not saying that's guaranteed I, I i can still see how he would front up for the first test match but um yeah that i i think that now cricket australia would be in the position of, of saying well on the one hand um the keepers they're very similar in standard whether it's Payne or Kerry or um uh, Inglis or others, they all do a very serviceable, serviceable job behind the stumps and they can all bat a bit. Um, so do we want someone who is younger and for the future um, and who can re- represent a clean break? Do we want someone who, if he's there, every moment is going to be, you know, the cameras are going to be focused on him. There's going to be loads of questions. Pat Cummins, uh, presumably, who'll be the new captain, is going to have that to deal with. I mean, it would be a lot easier for him to have none of that distraction in the side. So, yes, I can see how it might be the end for him. Um, but, you know, it may not be. And I kind of hope that it isn't. In, um, and again, maybe that'll sound um, wrong in a week's time. But at the moment, I, I would, I, I think paying the price with the captaincy is, is, is a lot. Um, it'd be um, unfortunate if his whole career ended as well. Yeah, I... I have a lot of sympathy for Payne, but he just has to go, and I don't want to see him up there at the Gabba. Mark Waugh put it succinctly when he said, he's 36 years of age, he's coming back from injury, and he's got this scandal hanging over his head. There's a lot of things against him, Payne, now. Um, yeah. I do think it, this is not great timing for my man, Josh Inglis, because I think Inglis is sort of gradually overtaking Carey perhaps, but I think if they were going to pick somebody for the Gabba, I think Carey would still get the spot because I think his actual, you know, experience in the one-day side, his leadership, um, you know, I, I said yesterday, was it to you or when you got off that I had Gavin Robinson on the, the podcast and he was talking about Kevin Sheedy saying, um, 
you know, Alex Carey is a natural leader. And, you know, I think we'll need that if, if this is, you know, if now this, this has occurred, I think that will be important. So I'm sort of leaning towards Carey and people suggested Matt Wade, but he's got a side strain. So yeah, I think it'll be Carey. Yeah, no, I wasn't, you wasn't, you didn't mention the, the shady anecdote to me, but I think that um, it will be interesting as to when they make that announcement that, uh, one way or the other, that if they do say, okay, well, pain is gone, they might be keen, if they are going to say Kerry, they might be keen to anoint him as the, put him into the into the side very quickly rather than wait for it to be a potential sort of head-to-head with him and Inglis in that uh, Australia Australia A game. Because if they don't make that announcement and then Inglis scores a century and keeps brilliantly, then they probably have no choice but to put him in. So maybe they will make the announcement sooner rather than later. Yeah, George Bailey's been on the front foot with a lot of these decisions. We've already seen him back Marcus Harris. He said publicly he's not looking at that Australia v Australia A game as a shootout. And I think he said in the media he doesn't want these players to be playing seven tests where they're playing the five tests, but they're also playing these Shield games and Australia A games with the pressure of a test match kind of vibe. And, you know, that's quite sensible from Bailey. Uh, Freudenstein and Hockley said the process for picking the new captain now will be a thorough process, but it will be done obviously quickly because it has to be done before the first test. They said that they were actually, you know, beginning this process, but they'd envisaged it being sort of taken over the summer while uh, Payne finished off, but now it'll be done quite rapidly. So they weren't willing to make a, a call on whether it would be Pat Cummins, um, but he would seem the, the, the standout favourite. In some ways, I think they should. I mean, if, if if they're going to go through this rigorous process and at the end of it all, they all know what the outcome is going to be. Um, I, I remember once um, at a very senior major Australian company that I was um, interested in, they had a... Um, the CEO resigned and in, in his resignation announcement, they announced the new CEO and there's just, there's just no speculation. And um, in some ways, given that it's kind of, I can't see it being any one of them, uh, anyone other than Pat Cummins. I haven't heard a single person say that they think it will be anyone other than Pat Cummins. They might as well just announce it and get it done, I think. Yeah, I wonder. Um, Jaleesa Apps has joined us. How are you, Jaleesa? Oh, this technical life, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, so, Jaleesa, <laughs> we'll miss? just uh, – what haven't you missed? But, um, you know, we were just sort of, sort of talking about who um, might be the next captain. I outlined that uh, Freudenstein and Hockley are going to go through the process now. Paul thinks it should be Cummins and they should announce it quite quickly. Who, who do you favour? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that it should be Pat Cummins for sure. I think he's been primed for the role and um, it's, you know, was it was eventually, it feels like it was always eventually going to happen. I don't think Tim Payne would have gone on much longer than this Ashes series anyway. Um, so I think uh, I think it will be him for sure. But I, I'm like, I think I heard you just say, Paul, that you haven't heard anyone mention Smith. I, I've heard a few people mention and want him back, but I just don't think it'll happen just because... Um, I think in that T20 last year when when Finch and Cummins were both out uh, against India at the SCG, I think that would have been the perfect time to test the waters of bringing um, Steve Smith back and what that would be like, and they didn't do it. And it was just like a dead rubber T20 that honestly no one cared about. So I think that it's sort of past the point where they will consider Steve Smith. I wouldn't be mad if they put Steve Smith in, but I, I think it is Pat Cummins' time. Yeah, agree. Um, 
Jaleesa, just look, you dropped off um, and we were sort of deep in the board talk, but I'd love to get, you know, a professional female's perspective on what you think about the exchange between Payne and that co-worker. I think, obviously, when there's a power... Yeah, it's just obviously inappropriate, but I want to hear your perspective. Um, well, I actually, to a point of it, I have no problem with the exchange, except, you know, it obviously is a bit grubby and, you know, he has a wife. I don't know what her situation is and, and he's got a wife and kid and it's a bit gross. But it's two consenting adults. The point where that changed was when he sent the picture. And if what we are to read about that exchange is correct, mm. that was an unwanted picture that was sent. Almost the, you know, flirtatious nature of the messaging escalated very quickly yes. to be sending that photo. So I actually had no point no problem with it up until that point um if there's two consenting adults and you know their personal life is it's a bit grubby but i don't really care it's not hurting anyone you know publicly and you know whatever they've got going on in their own personal lives it's none of my business it, when when the if we are to believe that the picture was was sent unsolicited then um of course it's a problem and oh my god i just can't even understand like just don't send a picture like that unless you're asking someone if they want a picture like that. Like, I don't think there's a young female on the planet with social media who hasn't been sent a picture like that. And it's just like, oh, my wow. God. Like, it's incredible. You just, I, you don't want to see it. Like, and, it, I, you know, every time somebody sends it to me, I send back um, a um, nude calendar that the uh, – the English cricket side did um, with there's a picture of like Alistair Cook and I just send that back and and move on with my life but just I just don't understand why people send that completely unsolicited and and that was the point of the exchange that is problematic for me yeah I think that's well said yep absolutely um yeah, so look, uh, who, what about vice-captain? I'd like to see Josh Hazel would get the role. He's steady as a rock, doesn't want the captaincy, plays in all formats, uh, plays most games. Uh, why not someone like Hazelwood? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, Crash was saying it should be Smith so that you can have that um, sort of uh, extra experience. In some senses, it might be a smart idea to put Smith in if, Smith is going to be resentful. Um, you know, you'd rather have him sort of on the inner, in the inner circle rather than outside it. Um, so that, that's that's that probably would be why I would maybe choose Smith as well, that you could then um, feel like he was part of it. Uh, Steve Waugh was saying that maybe when Cummins is actually bowling, that the vice-captain could take over and, and set the field during that time so that Cummins could stand at fine leg and kind of just recover... Um, aerobically and puff out and everything like that and not have to think about it. Um, if Smith was to be doing that, it might um, that might be okay. But maybe they want, given the situation, the circumstances of Payne's departure, to make a complete break from as much scandal as they can and, and appoint someone with um, you know no track record at all. In which case, Hazel would be interesting. You've got we've gone from um, no Australian fast bowler being captain since Ray <laughs> Lindwell, and he was only captain for I think one Test match. Um, you know, it's basically no Australian fast bowler for almost ever. To suddenly have a fast bowler captaincy and captain and vice captain, it'd be quite interesting. Yeah, I'd like that one definitely. I don't, I don't um, agree with Hazelwood um, with nothing against him. I think he actually is captaincy material, but I just don't think he has 
um, just having two fast bowlers would just be a bit of chaos, I think, to have. I think you need to have a sort of different perspective in there. And I, I actually like Steve Smith and um, as a bit of a support role there. I don't feel like it would be as controversial as, as, as if he was captain. I think he oh, would yeah. just provide a good support. Absolutely. Well, what a day for Australian cricket, both Australia and England, uh, Ashes teams in turmoil, England dealing with the, a scandal, a racism scandal, Australia now uh, a sexting scandal. So the subplots um, are many heading into the Ashes. It's going to be a, a massive summer. Just on that, thinking about it, if I had to guess, maybe they'll go with Labuschagne as vice-captain. Yeah, potentially. He would be a good one, but you know Warner can't do it. The other open is not settled. Um, Labuschagne's three, Smith, and then you've got Head. Uh, you got number five. Green's too young, so Tim Payne um, maybe <laughs> he won't be there. I I don't believe Payne will be. I mean, maybe they'll select him out of loyalty, but I actually don't think he deserves a place in the side. Not because of this. Um, scandal that's come out. Obviously, he's paid the price for that, but um, just because I don't think he's in the best form and hasn't been for quite a while, I'd, I'd really like to see Alex Carey be given a shot. Yeah, agree. We talked about that while you dropped off. But, oh, okay. Um, no, no, it's good. To, I'm glad you threw that in. So, any um, any other points you two want to hit before we wrap this up? Thanks everybody who's watched. Obviously, we'll be we'll be getting again together next week for a proper podcast, but we just just couldn't not talk about this it's um well cricket just never stops mm. uh, i've got nothing else i'm ready to go to the questions unless jaleesa you've got something to say no i'm happy to answer a few questions all right let's I think go. we've kind of I, I think we've kind of answered actually most of them um okay. <laughs> so, so yeah they've all so thanks everybody that have um fired them in um but they're all sort of the topics we've covered so look uh thanks everybody for watching um the text go failing is so um back soon bye bye on florida's space coast we think you can have the best of both worlds kind of like right now driving at your desk maybe at the gym but you're also grooving to some music visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch or go kayaking and manatee spotting it's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.